0: Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is a view from the top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Sofia Hanna, and here with us today is René Espinosa, president of FEMIA and plan manager of Metal Finishing Company. The Federation of the Aerospace Industry, FEMIA, is a non-profit association that brings together most companies in Mexico's aerospace sector. The federation was established in November 2007 to promote the development of the Mexican aerospace industry. And Metal Finishing Company, MFCO, is a family-owned aerospace processing business that offers non-destructive inspection, heat treatment and other processing and page solutions for aluminum, steel, titanium, magnesium and exotic alloys. René, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be with you and I'm happy to be with your audience today.
0: Perfect, René. Before I start with the questions, I always like to leave some space for you to tell us about yourself, your professional career so far and how you got to become a part of the aerospace sector.
1: Well, it's always an interesting question because it's kind of like a an accident in my life. <laughs> We've uh, I've been involved in the surface treatment and finishing industry since 2003. I perform about seven years this type of processes for the automotive sector. Then later I move on as an entrepreneur. I open my own processing shop, uh, also for uh, mostly based for vehicles, but it was more focused towards recreational products. And in 2010 I got the invitation from the Babs family, uh, owners of metal finishing and the management team, uh, we got an we got to know each other. They came to Chihuahua to meet me and it was basically very special. There was the the chemistry between them and, and myself and we got to come up to an agreement and and launch this amazing project that has been metal finishing for the last 12 years. We launched the operation in 2011 and something interesting that I had to mention is that I repeated like five times during my interview, I don't know anything about aerospace. And at the end, uh, the president of the company, he told me that's why I'm hiring you. So it's been a journey. It's been a fantastic journey as we know. Aerospace is a fascinating industry. It allows you to dream, to literally fly, and I'm in love with aerospace. So that has been my journey in short, and we continue expanding. And I think this year, 2023, will be an amazing year for the aerospace sector in Mexico.
0: Let's hope so, Rene. You know better than anyone that the aerospace sector went through a very rough patch due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and that is exactly why we invited you here today. You're an incredible case of someone who went from telling their employer they knew nothing about the aerospace industry, to being the person we had to talk to to know about the industry firsthand. Now, my first question for you is, what role does Mexico play in the world's aerospace industry and what is the country doing to become the first choice for aerospace manufacturing?
1: yeah when was that in 2016 we were ranked well let me go further back in time between 2010 and 2009 we were ranked in the 16 or 15th position worldwide as a country in this industry by 2016 we moved up to number 12 in 2016 and we feel that by 2019 pre-pandemic we could have been in the rank number 10. In 2016, rank number 10 was Spain. So we truly believe by 2019, we were able to be either number 10 or 11, moving up at least one position. As we know, we were hit tremendously by COVID, but not only COVID, but also by the uh, 737 situation. And you know because of the geographical location, Mexico has a lot of participation in this program. So that really really hurt us as well. But gladly, I can tell you that by the end of this year, uh, we're gonna be at least very, very close to to our export numbers that we closed in 2018. 2019, we were exporting $9,600 million per year. That's how we closed that year. And as, as you may remember, we're the only industry and sector in the country that had a constant growth of double digit. It was an average of 14.3 for the last 10 years between 2009 and 2019. So that being said, we estimate that we're gonna close around $9,300 million export by this year. So we pretty much suffer this last three years, but we should be back by higher numbers in, in next year, 2024.
0: Perfect, René. You mentioned something that I find very interesting regarding the opportunities in the aerospace industry. Lately, we hear a lot about nearshoring, the opportunities it might bring and the fantastic advantages Mexico's location has. So combining nearshoring and the fact that most aerospace clusters in Mexico are located close to our northern border, how can the aerospace industry benefit the most from nearshoring opportunities and what kind of progress has the country already made in this regard?
1: Definitely nearshoring, as we know, is industry-wide, it's not only aerospace. We know all the advantages that we have as a country. I mean, we we talk about it, we know our partnership with the US and Canada. I've mentioned in the past that USMCA has brought so much more potential or a more formalized geo-economical and political block for North America, making Mexico to be more relevant into this wave of nearshoring. Uh, as we know, nearshoring is not new; it has been there for many, many years. But I truly believe that this time it's gaining more relevance for us as a country. The challenges you mentioned it is how we're going to be able to successfully capture that relocalization of operations. The biggest challenge is right now. I will say, and going back a little bit with your original question on how can we. Keep putting Mexico into the number one option for this relocalization of, of industry. We need to really focus on the development of talent. We have proven our engineering skills, we have proven our capacity. Uh, we have engineering designs, very successful so all over the country. Uh, we have amazing manufacturing and assembly operations for helicopters, planes. We have five really strong regions. Uh, in the country that are, as you mentioned, is, is most of the industry is focalized in these five regions, which is Baja, Sonora, Chihuahua, Nuevo León, and Querétaro. We have emerging regions in the country. So we have proven all that. But right now, the biggest challenge, and it's something that I've said in the past in other conversations, there will not be a successful nearshoring. If we do not have the talent. And... Along with that, what we're trying to do is, as you know, making efforts along with uh, COMEA to develop programs and continue working with the educational institutions into a more focalized effort, according to the capacities or needs of every region. That has been never-ending work, as we know. We need to, to close that gap. But I think we've been more successful than in the past. Uh, We have the engineering centers centers and technological equipment and technology and, and software that is now available for these educational institutions. But we need to continue developing the technical level. I think that is the biggest challenge we are facing along with the energy supply. I mean, the amount of opportunities for Mexico for bringing new companies and relocate their operations is is tremendous I mean you can call us a a a tsunami of of new opportunities you know but we need to really understand uh what's the capacity that we have in every region and as a country to provide the energy the talent and the infrastructure to be able to capture this investment
0: I totally agree, and this is something that has been mentioned before. There is a theoretical sharing and an actual practical doable sharing There's a million opportunities that could be taken advantage of, but if the talent isn't taken care of, if there is no constant training, which is particularly relevant in the aerospace sector, then it is very complex. With this, I'd like to move forward I mentioned in the introduction that you are the president of EMEA, the Mexican Federation of Aerospace Industry, and I know that you as an organization were very hands-on with the industry during the pandemic, looking for new ways to help the sector develop, for it to hang in there and for people to help each other. So I think it'd be very interesting if you could brief us on the current state of the aerospace industry and tell us when you think the aerospace sector will recover to 2019's production and export levels.
1: Well, as I was mentioning early, we feel twenty twenty three on the forecast that we did back last year on twenty twenty two when we were looking at the trend of the market and how all this new outlook is coming out for the aerospace sector, we feel we're gonna close to nine thousand three hundred million dollars export. We were exporting nine thousand six hundred and eighty two in twenty nineteen so, there is the potential that we could reach the same number as 2019 by the, by the second half of this year. The beginning of, of this year has been very dynamic, but we feel for what we have talked to the tier ones and the OEMs, most of the boom of the recovery on this sector is going to be on the second half of this year. So if, if that is the case, we could easily say that by the end of the year or as the latest next year, we're gonna surpass numbers from 2018. So again, the the, the recovery, the market has been very dynamic. Uh, there are many trends on trying to to supply the all the aircraft that is needed for the following 15 years. One of the good signs is that the 737 MAX program Is back on track. Is starting to recover that that supply chain. Is starting to move on more with new new demand on this program. The A three twenty has been fantastic as we know it. Uh, It's also a good engine for the forecast. You know to continue recuperating that. So with these programs and the big demand of the single aisle planes, I think all these will be back on track by next year, and. We foresee a continuous growth of 14 percent for the following years. For instance, on the on the information that I have, we expect on twenty twenty four to grow fourteen percent, and we predict that we might end above ten thousand six hundred million dollars in exports, and in twenty twenty five to have a growth of thirteen percent, which would put us over the twelve thousand million dollars so as you can see the ramp up is coming and we feel confident that if we continue doing exactly what you were saying keeping the talent the pipeline with the technical skills the technological software and we continue proving that we are able to capture all these relocalization programs I think we're in pretty good shape as a country.
0: I couldn't agree more, René. I have seen the industry since the pandemic. I started precisely at that moment. And the growth it has had and support of the aerospace community, I think, has been the key element for it coming so far. I believe an interesting subject to address is that you will be finishing your term as president of EMEA on March 10th. And I think it would be important for you to share with us how your experience was and which you consider to be your main achievements and takeaways.
1: Thank you for that question. It has been uh, all these months, you know, you start thinking back of what we've done, what we could have done more, or what we should have done. But just like you, I mean, I, I, I took Femia in the midst of the pandemic. Um, I started in November 2020. And there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of, because of the same uncertainty, there was a little friction in in the sector, knowing what, what do we need to do? Should we go this direction or, or should we take this initiative? And I remember one thing I promised to everyone. I said there's nothing I can do to recover the market because it's not in our hands. It's it's a virus affecting travelers and our aircraft. It's in the ground, so there's nothing we can do. The only thing that I promise is going to work to keep us united, to work together, to stay together. Because whenever this passes and we're back, we need to be stronger. And I can tell you that now the FEMIA is a stronger organization. The relationships that we had, that we were able to develop during the pandemic with the different governments, the states, the clusters. It's it's better than ever. We were able to accomplish many things. And one of them, we were able to be there at Farmborough this last summer at the Mexican pavilion that, that we hosted as Familia with the government of Querétaro, Yucatán, Aguascalientes, Nuevo León, Chihuahua. Gosh, I don't want to leave anyone out, but everyone that, that participated there. We have no words to say or to explain the vibe that we felt, to be together working and promoting Mexico and seeing everyone trying to reach our booth for an appointment with the different governments, with the FEMIA, all these announcements of new investments in different regions of the country. And that was a really, it was the fruit of all this hard work that we had to do while we were not able to travel or see each other daily conference calls daily communication through all those months and honestly i can tell that that also femia becomes a more plural association that is trying to understand more not that we understand everything but trying to understand more the needs of the oem the tier ones but more than anything for the smes the Mexican SMEs should be and must continue being a priority for the sector, and also to have you've been following us, but to be working with a super tier one like Spirit AeroSystems, to be part of us and visiting five different cities and scouting Mexican companies to be their suppliers, that is a true accomplishment because all this wouldn't be possible if we didn't have the support of every city, every state, every secretary of economic development, the clusters, everyone together. So now what comes is going to be continuing challenging, but because of this inner strength that we have in the family and all the things that we accomplished is going to be, I think, a very successful it should be a very successful term for Carlos Robles that's coming next and uh, I just feel satisfied I mean to have been able to to maintain all this together.
0: No and I'd really like to congratulate you Rene. You started at FEMIA when I started in the sector and were one of my first interviewees. You had a very difficult task on your hands, starting a presidential tenure at a very complicated time for the aerospace industry. Now that you're looking back and wondering what you could have done better, that means many things were really right and there was even room for growth. So again, congratulations. Thank you, Sophia. Now, I would like to talk a little about FAMIX, which is coming up in April. I believe some of our audience might not be familiar with it. So could you share with us the purpose of FAMEX? What can people find here and why it is so relevant for people looking to enter into the industry to go and be a part of it?
1: Yeah, well, FAMEX, Federal Espacial Mexico, it has been a true success. And the reason why I'm saying this is not because we're supporting and working along with the Senena in promoting this event and, and participating. But it's because we have surpassed what uh, FIDAI is in Chile. FIDAI used to be the largest aerospace fair in the Americas. And with the numbers that we had from the last FAMEX and this last year with uh, FIDAI at Chile, we are about or we have passed already the size in the amount of exhibitors and people. And something very important for us for this edition is that France is our guest country. And as you know, France, through the presence of the companies like Safran, they're the largest employer in our country. And they are the largest investor in this sector in Mexico. The partnership or teamwork that we have done with, along with GFAS, which is a French familia, if we wanna call it like that, or counterpart in France has been very fruitful. So it's going to be a very special year because families, we we expect it to be larger this time, we're going to have a larger pavilion for U.S. companies, but we have already confirmed the presence of other countries, the embassies, we're going to have a larger exhibition of defense, and there's going to be also a section just focused on space, I mean. Going back a little bit to your previous question of success in Infamia, these last two years, we promoted, or we did a big effort in promoting the new space industry. And I can tell you that even in the midst of the pandemic, we were able to allocate projects for SpaceX with Mexican suppliers. And this continues growing. So we're going to dedicate a section of the, of the fair just for space and it's continue growing also with education as part of the of the main topics that we need to continue developing or goals to have so famix it's going to be better honestly this year and it's continue growing and as you know we have also the the leverage show in paris and so it's going to be a really interesting back-to-back collaboration with france this year and Famix is going to be the starting point, and we're very excited because of the amount of exhibitors, of companies, the B two B's, the conferences, the program that we're working on, or supporting the Serena to put it because they're the one doing it. I don't want to take any credit on this, but the support we're, we're seeing and also participation of the other Mexican uh, regions is going to be amazing.
0: Perfect, women. I'll move on to my final questions. What would you say to listeners interested in developing in the aerospace industry? What are the main opportunities that they can take advantage of in the current environment?
1: I think the the first the first advice I will I will tell to everyone whoever is interested in this sector is try to under, understand the aerospace industry because it is a different I say that it it's a different animal to other sectors. Because of course, the certifications, uh, accreditations, the constant audits, it's a very high financial intensive industry and uh, sector. So to understand it, and of course, it's, it's an amazing and fabulous. I don't i don't see it as work. I see it as a hobby, really. When you work in something that you love, it, it's really a hobby. You don't work. And that's how I see aerospace. So it's, yes, understanding and also trying to, if you want to be part of this, is understanding what are the challenges. In the Famia, we're working a lot in giving these conferences about what are the challenges, what is expected, try to, to see how can you be a part of. But along with that, what is that you need to do better than what you're doing in your, in your current sector? because there's gonna be a major demand for you in aerospace. So I will say, reach out to us in the FEMIA or your nearest or closest aerospace cluster. Uh, We all work together. We love to be talking to companies and people that really are interested into this sector because also part of the challenges as a country is that we need to develop more Mexican companies that could be part of this supply chain.
0: Thank you so much, Rene. If you could recommend a book or a podcast that is related to the topics we talked about here today or that have been relevant for you, which would they be?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> podcast, I haven't found. If some of our listeners recommend those one, <laughs> please do. No, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, basically, I, I think what it helps so much is to read, honestly, I gotta say the articles that you guys come up with, for the sector, because you're getting information from the players in the sector. So these publications from Mexico Business have been really helpful, even for me, to see what's going on in other things. There is some other information that you can find in uh, news or publications for the aerospace sector. One of the recommendations I I would tell for for the people who want to be interested and learn more about this sector is uh, Aviation Week. Aviation Week is a very amazing source of information that will look into engineering, manufacturing, MROs, which is a maintenance, repair, and overhauling, labor. It'll tell you information about the airlines, the major manufacturers like Boeing and Airbus. So Aviation Week has been a good source for me. To continue learning and also to understand a lot of factors that we might not look into from the manufacturing perspective or the industrial side, but that are triggers to our own sector. So that's that's a really good source. And and again, as as I mentioned, the the publications that I've done through Mexico Business, the interviews, so you can hear the voice of the real players, the guys that are day to day, you know, in our Mexican industry.
0: Thank you very much, Rene. Those were all the questions I had. However, I'd like to leave some space for you to share a final statement or a takeaway for our audience.
1: Well, just to let you know that continue exploring to the audience, continue exploring aerospace industry. For those who are studying or wondering what to do, I will say that this is an industry that promises a lot because it gives so many opportunities in the path of their careers. We need more engineers to continue developing these. We talk about the talents. And I don't know. I could continue talking all day. As you can see, I'm very excited about it. But it's been a pleasure, Sofia. Thank you so much. As always, I always enjoyed talking to you. And thank you again for everything.
0: No, thank you, René. And for everyone listening to this newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast, go check out what FEMIA and Metal Finishing are doing. If you're interested in joining the aerospace sector, keep René's advice in mind and consider attending Famix. Don't forget to follow us, leave a rating and a review on whichever streaming platform you're using to listen to this podcast. And don't miss out on our audio articles written by experts across all our industries. And we'll see you next Monday with a new view from the top.